Cosmic Canvas Studio presents We're so bad at adventuring So we're miles underground now You mean more miles underground? We've been underground for like eight weeks now Yes, Bob, but I meant when I opened the ground beneath us and we fell quite some distance We're now more miles than ever before How do you know we aren't higher up? Like, maybe we fell upwards. We didn't fall... We didn't fall upwards, Bob. That's ludicrous. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I think if we were upside down while falling, we'd be falling up. Moving on. I think we're technically in level four now. Hopefully. I'm getting sick of this whole dungeon. I thought you liked the constant peril of hijinks we endure. Oh, I love it. But I don't love the fact that each level seems to be less and less creative. I mean, look at these elegant stone carvings in that wall. They look just like the last wall of elegant stone carvings one level behind us. I'm going to write this dungeon a seriously scathing review when I'm out of it. Review? Seriously, Bob? Who would read a review of a dungeon? Um, everyone who wants to adventure? Seriously, no one wants to waste their time plundering a dungeon only to find out that it sucks. I... I can't tell if you're joking or not. Trust me, Thornwick, I am definitely telling the truth. Yeah, but that tone indicates you're not. Well, your face indicates I'm not either. <laughs> Look, we just need to get to level six, and I have no idea how to get there. Just cast the earthquake spell two more times, and bam, we're on level six. I think we got really lucky there. For all we knew, we could have been dropping into molten lava. I don't think it's a good idea to test our luck twice in a row. Eh, I feel lucky. Well, I don't. Fine, let's go through that ancient-looking door that is nearly identical to the one we went through earlier. Let us be cautious, though, Bob. I have little idea what's within this place. Yeah, most of the time, no one ever comes back from level 4. I wonder why. Probably because of the gruesome horrors awaiting them. Or maybe it's because they just escaped and didn't bother to tell anyone. Or ever be seen again! Come on, Bob. Let's just go through this door. Fine. Goodness! Bob, look at that massive tree! It's... it's huge! Wow! All the ground is so lush and beautiful. Flowers everywhere. And... and look at that river flowing through the center! And that strange gem in the sky, glowing all yellowy and stuff. A powerful, life-giving force must emanate from that gem. Look! Cute little woodland creatures! This place is so serene. The birds chirping, the grass growing. That gem must be a powerful life gem. They stimulate otherwise dead areas into becoming places of serenity and peace. They grow life where dead things rot. So beautiful. So gorgeous. So... How much is that bad boy worth? Well, at least half a million gold pieces if you know the right people. What if you only know the wrong people? Well, at least 10,000 gold. I'll look for a ladder. And I'll chase off these woodland creatures so they can't witness our theft. No ladder anywhere in sight. Bob, there's a gigantic tree gently resting in the center of this room. Just hack it down and use it to make your own ladder. Perfect! I'll use my trusty hand axe that I keep strapped to my ankle at all times. Bob, I have never once seen that axe before in my life. Yeah, but since I loudly shouted about having it, I probably have it. Weird. It is there now. Huh. 
Anyway, let's just give this tree a few whacks and... Foolish mortals, you dare try to take a blade to the tree who lives in the room of restful peace? What? No. We were just, uh... Testing his axe to, uh, make sure that it wasn't, um, capable of destroying trees. We are anti-lumberjacks. And we use fake axes to subvert our plaid-wearing foes. That is factually correct. I've been listening to you two for the entire time. You were planning on chasing woodland creatures, stealing the life-giving gem, and using me as a ladder. Well, not in that order. You are wicked men. You shall never be able to learn my secret pathway to the fifth level. Oh, you know the way? Yes, but I'm not going to tell either of you now. Why not? Really, guy? I mean... You are honestly about to murder woodland creatures. The cute kind. Oh, come on. I wasn't going to murder them. I was going to try to chase them into a corner and make them swear to not tell anyone about stealing that life-giving gem. Huge difference, Tree. Snitches get stitches. Seriously, my capacity for woodland creature murder is exceptionally low. If you two want to learn my tree secrets, you must pay for your crimes. Scheming isn't a crime. I see and know all. I can look into your very souls and see what wrongs you have wrought. Thornwick, you are a fiend dedicated only to yourself and Bob. I don't even need to get past age 12 to condemn you. Oh yeah? Well, I can see into your tree soul, and guess what I see? What? Ha-ha! <laughs> a hopeless tree that can't stop an axe to the face! Swinging axe attack! Kill that mouthy, preachy tree, Bob! Well, man, my, my axe is stuck. I have been made with the most ancient of magics. Do you jackasses think that a simple axe would kill me? Well, a few seconds ago we did. You must pay for your immorality. Fine. What do we need to do to get back on your good side? There is an elf in the company of three others in this dungeon. She is an abomination to all trees. Since you are both wicked of heart and hard of skull, I demand that you slay her. You mean Anna? She's so nice, though. She rebels against her father tree. Elves were made to serve their fathers, not to be free. Wait, don't elves lure innocent people to get eaten? You're just as bad as we are. Probably more, because we only eat the guilty. Bob, we don't eat anyone. Well, if we did, I would feel guilty. Does that count for something? I'll get back to you. My elves consume those who wander these dungeons, seeking only to gain for themselves. They do not harm the righteous or the helpless. Only jerks like you. Well, killing Anna seems pretty easy, right, Bob? Dude, we can't kill her. She's our friend. I know, but we can just pretend to kill her, since she just regenerates later. Yeah, but he's a tree, so he'll know that. Crap. There is only one way to kill an elf. You must snip off a lock of her hair and whisper the thing that she desires most as you burn it. Oh, that's freaking easy. It's corn. I'm fairly certain that's not what she desires most. Well, it should be. I have made my demands. Well, screw your demands, tree. We're not hurting that nice elf lady. Seriously. She's friendly, kind, and doesn't trick us into getting eaten. Plus, she usually votes no when the rest of the party is voting to have us killed for some reason. Honestly, she's very important to us. She is a monster. They will never be like you wretched humans. 
You and your disgusting emotions, feelings, and souls. Hey, I'm proud of how disgusting my soul is. Seriously, he washes it like once a week. Obey me, or never reach level five. Well, well, what do you think? Dude, we're not gonna kill Anna. First off, because we can't. She's heavily guarded by a wizard who's just waiting for an excuse to brutally murder you. Plus, Laddish is all crazy for her, and I'd probably stab you half a dozen times, too. Seriously? She's just an elf. They don't even have emotions. It's not like killing a human. Yeah, but our loyalty isn't based on race or creed, but rather how many good things they have done for us in a short amount of time. Well, by that logic, I would never even be loyal to you, Bob. When was the last nice thing you did for me? I hit an incapacitated woman you were holding tightly with a brick. True. Okay, fine. I guess I am loyal, then. Man, it seems like the closer we get to the end, the sketchier you get. First, you want to murder cute woodland animals. Threaten, Bob. Threaten. I mean, unless one of them talked to the police, they'd be fine. And now you're talking about killing one of the few people that we've met that doesn't want us dead. It's like I barely even know you anymore. Bob, stop being dramatic. We've got to destroy this dungeon before some other jacks do. That prophecy probably wasn't even about us, so we have to move quickly. If you want to take shortcuts, let's do it the fun and ethical way. And how do you propose that? We light this ancient helpless tree on fire. Fire cannot harm me. For you see, as long as that extremely fragile, almost glass-like gem still floats in the air, I shall gather more and more... Wait, what the hell are you doing? Throwing rocks at the gem. Duh. Stop! Seriously, I need that to live. I know, we're trying to kill you. Jerks! Stop at once or I'll summon my elves to kill you. They'll be here in at least three to four hours. Oh, you almost hit it. Yeah, it's just a little high up there. Stop, please. So close. Wow, it is really hard to hit gems with rocks. <laughs> I nicked it. Ah! The pain is unimaginable. Hear me, hear me, forest and creatures of the great tree. Come to my aid and save me. Otto, I think we might have underestimated his power level. The cute woodland creatures, they're transforming. They're getting larger and fangier. Crap, Bob, what do we do? The only thing that we can do, Thornwick, we roll up our sleeves and kick some serious... Nice throw, dude! Yeah, I barely even tried on that one. <laughs> the gem is in so many pieces! No! The woodland creatures. They're running away. Remember, talkers get walkers. That includes you, bunny. Look as the ground contorts and twists. All life is withering and rotting away. You idiots have destroyed my only source of power. <laughs> Pretty great, huh? Now, now I am mortal. Which means we're going to be the ones to negotiate with you. Yeah, here's our demands. Um, first off, we want at least 20 gold pieces. And we definitely want directions to the fifth floor. What's the point? I will now just wither away. An intelligent magical tree can't survive without a sunlight gem. Well, perhaps we can help. Bob does have a powerful artifact that puts sunlight anywhere. It's called a match! <laughs> and we'll use it to slowly torture you until you- Like, what in the hell is going on here? Anna, you return? I heard you summon all your kids, Dad. What a plot twist! 
I'm fairly certain that plot point was extremely telegraphed, Bob. Just because it's telegraphed doesn't mean it's not a plot twist. But it does make it tired and unoriginal. Speak for yourself, I didn't see it coming. Thus making you a sucker, and me better than you. Um, just because you called something happening before it happens doesn't mean you're better. If anything, it deprives you of the actual pleasure of the surprise. Yes, and that means the, uh, plot twist was bad. No, it means that you are bad. Can can we go back to our thing now? When did that giant tree get here? Why are you two trying to kill my father tree? We were not trying to kill him, ma'am. We were just trying to, uh, you know, torture him. With fire. For the greater good. And fun. That's not okay. Like, you can't just go around killing ancient trees. Do you know I would have died if you'd killed him? Yeah, but guess what, Miss Bow Lady Elf Pants? That jerk over there wanted us to kill you. For realsies. No way. I don't believe you. Well then, just give us a lock of your hair so we can light it on fire while whispering about how you deeply desire to be a human. In hindsight, I did not realize how creepy that sounded until you said it out loud. I know, right? Was that meant to kill her or just make her get a restraining order against us? What? What? Father, you betrayed me. Hmm. I left my note cards upstairs. Guys, what do you feel when you're betrayed? Relieved! Vengeful. I don't think either of those things are feelings. They weren't in my emotional dictionary. Anna, you are an immense disappointment. You could have been a champion at devouring humans with the way that you have infiltrated their society, but instead you frolic with them. You deprive me nutrition, and worse, you help their causes. Like, I don't care that I'm disappointing you, Father. I am a free person. You are nothing more than my seed. Literally, you were a seed. I planted you, and I regret the day that I did. Seriously, dude? I mean, she came back here to help you. Eh, selfish interest. If I die, then she dies. Not immediately, though. I just can't regenerate. Maybe... Then I'll actually be like a human. Ha. Huh. Give up immortality to be like them. Seriously, that is a crappy trade, Anna. I disagree. I've been a human for at least half my life, and I love it! I think I was a potato for the other half. Vladish taught me what it means to be loyal, even if they don't have the money up front. While I do not have the desire to serve you, I still must protect you because you are a family member, and Jack said we must always look after our family. Except when we have a fat inheritance coming towards us if they bite it early. That's what Fergus said. Quoting humans. <laughs> I'd rather die than listen to you become like them. Alright. Oh, no! What? I'm just being a helper. It's what I do. I help trees get lit on fire. Bob, I like you a lot, but if you do that, I will shoot Thornwick right in the throat and you will have to watch him die slowly. Why do I have to die because of Bob's stupidity? Laddish always said never threaten your enemy, threaten your enemy's families, especially if they have small kids or maybe a really gentle-souled spouse. Look, Anna, I think you're awesome and I appreciate how you want to help your dad, but trust me, killing him in a horrific fire is probably for the best. Bob, we're not actually trying to kill him, we're just trying to find out how to get to level 5. Oh man, I completely forgot that's what we were doing. <laughs> oh crap, that was a close one. If you seek the entrance to level 5, you must simply go through the door hidden beneath his roots. Just knock on him four times and whisper the name of the person who you love the most. Oh, that's an easy one. 
I love my dear friend, Snuggles McGinty. As you have spoken the true words, you may enter. Wasn't that the name of the Shriek Beast from last, um, last month? Yeah? Season? Last season? Yeah! Check it out! A secret stairwell! Bob, how am I not that person? Uh, well, this is super awkward, man, but, um... I think lately I prefer a Shriek Beast to your company, because at least a Shriek Beast screeching is less horrible than your recent trend of being so whiny about everything. You've got to be kidding me. Hey man, I call it like I see it. Come on, let's go. Wait, do not think that level five is safe. It is your worst nightmare come true. My worst nightmare involves not wearing pants to school. My only comfort is that you both will be torn to pieces from the horrors within. Man, your only comfort should be that you have a nice enough daughter to keep you alive despite you being a massive stick in the mud. <laughs> nice one, Bob. You two do not realize what lies within level 5. What? This level was created by Cinterax when he was most enraged by the theft of the magical orbs. It is a realm torn apart by nightmarish magic. Those without a guide will die. Well, luckily for me, I brought my lucky whiskey bottle. It'll guide us just fine. Seriously, it once got us out of an underground terror cave and into a lagoon. And then into another lagoon. Look, the area isn't that large. Here, I'll guide you quickly, but then I'll really need to get back to the big fight upstairs. Oh yeah, how is that going? Not well. Fergus started yelling angrily about Laddish stepping on his lines. Then Jack started crying again. That Merriam lady used ancient powers beyond all understanding to entangle us all, and I was barely able to escape with the Nurian box of secrets. Oh, shouldn't you help them? I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, Bob. Besides, we could use her help. I mean, I don't mind the company. Come on, downwards, into the next level. I'm impressed that you two managed to survive the long, brutal labyrinth to reach this end zone. I mean, the death rate of this place alone is like 99.5%. It was the most impressive thing we've ever done. Yeah, we were hit in the head by two nice women who we later robbed of all their jewelry. What strange place is this? Man, it's almost like being in a dream world. Everything's so swirly. Stay close to me. The fifth level is a place of darkness and nightmares. How do you know all of this? When you are raised to hunt people in this dungeon, you seek them everywhere. I cannot imagine how fun that job would be. Seriously? You see some lost jerk wander up to you? Probably worried about how lost he is. And you're like, oh, let me help. Chomp. <laughs> we, we don't eat people. The tree eats people. Oh, well, he didn't eat us. I think he tried, but we threw rocks at that orb. Father trees can't eat people without an elf to assist them. That makes sense. Ha! Too bad he didn't eat us when he had the chance. What a wolf. I don't understand either of you. You're very different from any other human that I have ever met. <laughs> Thanks, you too. No. I mean, you two seem very... broken. We're not broken, ma'am. It's the rest of the world that's crazy. Like, most humans seem to take things seriously, but all you two do is make jokes and throw rocks at things. The only two things on my bucket list checked off daily. Don't you want something more? 
Ma'am, we're here to destroy this wretched dungeon so that we may save the world from something terrible. I forget the implications of it, but in doing this, we'll become famous and wealthy. Why do all humans want fame so badly? (laughs) Don't know. Probably because of all the discounts that it brings. So many discounts and bragging rights. Can't forget about the bragging rights. Look out, an ethereal beast. Crap, Bob, stab that translucent, shimmering, lobster-like monster thing that's flying at us. Ha <laughs> Stabbing! It didn't do anything at all. Well, try again, but harder. I keep stabbing at this incredibly translucent thing, but it's like I'm hitting air. That's because you're being lazy. Use your muscles. I don't want to use my muscles. They're purely for show. Quick, Thornwick, use a spell. Oh, right. Hmm. How about a spell that makes Bob's muscles stronger? Ancient power of the prawn, make Bob good and strong. <laughs> I'm ripped! Take that, ethereal monster! <laughs> Thornwick, it's not working. Because you're not trying hard enough. I'm fairly certain that an ethereal beast isn't corporeal. That means it's more like a ghost. If it's not corporeal, then why is it shredding my armor like it were paper? Oh, and my body. Ow, ow. Damn it, Bob. Stop getting shredded and use your shredded muscles to shred his muscles. To the face. Thornwick, kill it with a fire spell or something before it kills Bob. He's fine. Ah, now it's cutting into my guts. I like those on the inside. Seriously, Thornwick? Hang in there, Bob. I've got just the spell. It will make you taller, so you can hit him harder. I think Anna's right. You might want to use something that will make me faster. Run? Of course. Bob, I know the solution. We should run heedlessly in a random direction. Of course. Run! Run! Like, stand and fight. Ah! It's on me. Oh, man, I think it ate her. Well, hopefully she'll catch up with us sooner or later. Yeah, man, I hate that micromanagement crap. Seriously. Oh, Thornwick, use a spell. No, wait, not that spell. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, It's bad enough you always shout at me. Now we have her to shout at you to shout at me. I like shouting at you, though. It's easily my favorite part of any adventure. Yeah, well, it gets old after a while. Man, I can't make heads or tails of this place. Like, we're in a big purple fog that keeps constantly shifting. I believe we're in what's known as a planar distortion field. A powerful spell basically creates a kind of energy field that amplifies magic and empowers monsters. There you are. How are you both alive? We ran while it ate you. Duh. Well, my father had a lot to say when you two weren't around. I got a real airfall. I prefer not to die again. You and me both. Fine. And this place is too weird. How do we get to the sixth level? It will reveal itself only to those who are worthy. You must do a single deed that proves that you may enter. What kind of deed? Like a monologue? Because I suck at those. Or maybe some kind of push-up contest? Be- because I will fail miserably. No. You must slay one of the monsters in here. Oh, that's easy. We'll go find that floating lobster thing and stab it a few more times. I think that plan was working. Agreed. These creatures are not like the creatures in the rest of the dungeon. They stem right out of the great Syntrax's mind. They are far more powerful than anything you have ever faced. Hmm, that gives me an idea. Oh yeah? Of course. If Cinterax created these creatures, then it would only go to show you that magic can destroy them. Only the most powerful wizards could do so. Well, we're gonna die. Not so. For you see, 
I have studied Syntrax my entire life. I know that his favorite type of magic was a form of energy manipulation that was based on the sixth element of magic. Primalis. What? What are you saying? If you give me just a few hours, I can write the perfect spell. Well, I hope we can survive that long because Lobster Ghosting is coming back for round two. Crap. Don't worry. I'll run off in a random direction and hope it chases me. Thornwick, you are our only hope here. Me and Anna will keep you alive. Just get a spell done. Bob, I don't think we- We don't have a choice, Thornwick. I believe in you. You- you do? We can do this. We can. We can. Behold, it is I, Grax, the Bastardborn, wielding a special Primalis sword. With one fell swoop, I will kill the crap out of this brawn-like thingy. Aw, oh, man, he killed it. You have slain one of the ethereal beings of rage. Truly, you are worthy to enter the next room. Like, a magical door is opening up. Well... Uh-huh. Oh, glad I made it just in time, fellas. Excuse us, but we were busy trying to defeat that thing using magic and cunning. And running around with an elf. Right, right. Anna, there you are. Hey, like, how is the fight up there? Well, it didn't go so well. When Merriam offered Laddish and his cronies a few million gold pieces in exchange for the box, they immediately agreed to help her. Even the mighty Grax knows when he can't fight off his foes. Without a wizard to counterspell, I'd have been done for if I hadn't cleverly escaped while they were taking a vote. Wow, so great. At least the door's open now. Wait! Thornwick, I'm actually here to ask for your help. Really? Yes. Fergus is a powerful wizard, and he will easily defeat me with his magic when combined with that she-devil. Will you hate me? Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. Go fall in a well, Grax. The mighty Thornwick's not taking on new clients. I appreciate the offer, Grax, but I'm not here to save this box. I'm here to destroy this dungeon. The Box of Secrets is in mortal peril. Right now as we speak, they're empowering it with ancient magics. Soon, the box will be in the hands of ultimate evil. Anna has it. What? Yeah, like, I had to visit down here quickly, and I figured I'd take it with me since everyone was busy yelling at each other. That box! Anna, you're a genius. Ah! Now the world is safe. Anna, it is I, the spectral messenger of Fergus. Hey, Fergus, what's up? Give me the box, quickly. Okay. Hey, gats! What strangeness is this? Oh, that's a connector construct. Wizards use it to transport matter between people and, uh... Well, it's mainly for getting drugs across state lines. Don't do it, Anna. If you give him the box, the world will be in peril. Hmm. Fergus, how did everyone vote? All three of us voted yes. Well, I vote no. Yes! It still passes, though. True. Like, here you go. No! Thank you. See you real soon. You fool! You have doomed us all! Like, what am I supposed to do? We voted on it and I lost. Hey, we didn't get to vote. Only members on our charter get to vote on switching sides. Whatever. Come on, Bob. Let's go. Oh, no. We need to stick together. The very world is now in peril. 
Thanks to this elf's choice. It wasn't my choice, Grax. We all, like, voted on it, and I'm supposed to follow the system. Why? What? Why follow the system? Because they said so. And that's your moral compass? I don't know what that is. A moral compass is the thing deep within us that tells us what's right or wrong. Or when we're hungry. Or bored, which is right now. The moral laws written deep within our hearts. I'm an elf, sir. I don't have a heart. Then why aren't you hungrily devouring us for your tree, unhinging your jaw, and just going nutso on us? I don't know. You may think you're a monster, and you probably believe what everyone else around you tells you. They say that you are the way you are, and there's nothing you can do to change. But do you want to know the truth? More than anything. You are not a monster. You may have been stitched together with magic. You might have been born because a hungry tree decided he wanted someone to help him eat school children. But you are not a monster in Elian's eyes. Then what am I? Lost. I know exactly where we are. I meant metaphorically. I don't know what that is. I think you do, but you're scared. I don't feel fear. I do. hey Quiet, Bob. They're developing. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable just standing here. Oh, we can't really go into the next level without her. Why not? Because I really want to find out what happens next. Ugh, it's probably going to be dumb and redemptive. You say you can't feel fear, but you have something gnawing at you. You say you have no emotions, but you know there are things that aren't right. You may not feel like a human does, but how do you even know how they feel? Each piece of consciousness is like an island unto itself. We can never truly know what other people experience. What do you mean? What I mean, Hannah, is that you judge your feelings off of what you think everyone else is feeling, yet neither of us know truly what the other person is feeling. You have emotions and feelings, Anna. You just don't understand them. You're making literally no sense. I cannot feel. I've never been angry, sad, or afraid. Nothing courses through me. Nothing but, um... But what? Longing, like an intense longing, like a hole, but I can't fill it. But maybe that hole is where my heart is supposed to go. What if I were to tell you that you're only partially right? That hole isn't meant to be filled by feelings or emotions, but by something far greater. I want to know. Please tell me. Very well. Anna, the truth is, it belongs to... Where the hell did she just go? My guess is that Fergus teleported her back once he used the connector spell to locate her. Man, that pitch was really getting to her, too. I thought it was good. Eh, I've heard better. Well, now I guess we can figure out how to work together. Thornwick, we must stop them. I have the perfect plan for that. Go on. We blow the dungeon up. They'll all be inside and the rocks will kill everyone. I 
feel like that isn't going to work at all. Hear me out, Grex. You see, we are in no shape to fight that entire crew. You are the mighty Grex, yes, but they've just gotten that box. Miriam's going to be super powerful now. But you know what she probably can't defeat? 45 million tons of rocks collapsing on her. Yeah, and the best part is, we can just hope she's dead. I'm less interested in killing her and more interested in just getting the box back. Well, guess what? You played your hand early, Grex. By whining about how important I am, you gave me the power to do whatever I want. Thorwick, the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Or something. I wasn't really brought into the whole backdrop of this MacGuffin, but I assume it's important enough for me to get all excited and a tad bit self-righteous about it. Gee, that's the reason you're self-righteous. Here's the deal, Rex. We'll help you after you help us. Come on! This is no time for a side quest. Quick question. How many times has the world ever been destroyed while you were doing a side quest? Never. It is literally like time stops. So, you'll be fine. Just help us blow that dungeon up really quick and we'll do whatever you wanted us to do. Steal a marble cake? Destroy the world. Right, we'll help you destroy the world! Wait, Thornwick, that sounds evil. I'm trying to save the world. I don't think you were. If this is the only way to get you two to help me, so be it. We'll blow this dungeon up together. But I'm warning you both right now. If I see the lever, I'm going to pull it first so I can win our bet. Charge! Damn it, he's going to get into level six first. After him! (laughs) Quick, down that spiraling stairwell. You'll never catch me. And we're in a large circular room. Kind of like being inside a giant barrel. Hmm, this place is strange. Be cautious, for I suspect a trap. <laughs> testing, testing. Can you all hear my booming voice from all around you? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Great. Ahem. Not a trap at all. You have successfully done what only a select few have ever done. You have reached level six. For budget reasons, there is only one room. The room of finding out which one of you has the guts to blow this thing up for good. That is a really long room title. I like it. It's okay. Now before you, there is but one thing, one task, to destroy this dungeon once and for all. Sweet. One thing is almost like doing nothing. Yes, that sounds good to me. Hey, Gaz, the stairs have vanished. There is no way out of this room. Curses. I knew it was a trap. Everyone, hold your breath. Maybe forever. Yeah! No, it's not a trap. Rather, it is a simple job. You should see before you a single pedestal rising from beneath the ground. No, I don't. It's clearly there. He doesn't know that. Guys, please. The villain's trying to explain his premise, and they tend to be convoluted enough without... Having to listen to you two yammer. Villain? Cinterax is the noblest man on the planet. That guy literally enslaved the entire world at one point. But in his defense, he did grow immensely bored with it and let everyone go after they built that massive statue of him in the hinterlands. Not having this discussion with you right now. Behold! A simple cup full of poison. Talk about plot twists. The rule here is simple, fellas. One of you must choose to drink this poison. What? In doing so, you are making a conscious sacrificial act. 
to destroy the dungeon. Well, that's dumb. Seriously, the only reason we want to blow this thing up is to be famous. And that's not selfless or sacrificial at all. I know, it's perfect. Well, this was a disappointment. Do you have an exit to this place? <laughs> Dude, was that a joke? Because it sucked if it was a joke. That's not laughing at a joke, friends. That's laughing hey, at- Hey, we are not friends. It's maniacal laughter. You see? There is only one other way out, for the heart of man is a selfish and wicked one, ignoring the rules of a very simple dungeon built on the honor system long ago. So to punish you all for that wickedness, you must drink the poison, or, or one of you will die at random within one minute. Wait, what? I've got a hat with three names in it. I'm gonna ruffle it around really good, really get my hand in there and just pull something out. Whoever's name is upon that list will immediately be killed by my ancient and unstoppable powers. Why? To punish you for your selfishness. So you have a choice. One of you can be selfless and ensure everyone else's survival, or you can all be the stone-cold, heartless bastards that I know you are and risk being the one to die. I mean, you've got a 33.3% chance of dying. Do you like those odds? Man, now this is a puzzle. It's not a puzzle. There is no other way out. Well, I think it's a puzzle. And now begins the timer. <laughs> okay, Bob, I've got a plan. We can use my powerful teleportation spell to escape. Because the world's most powerful wizard definitely didn't think to seal this place off from teleporting out. Crap, it didn't work. Shocking. Crax, do you have a plan? Ugh. This stuff tastes terrible. Grex? What? Why did you drink of that? <laughs> Dude, purple poisons are never grape flavored. Oh, it's so painful. Listen here, you two. You're both thick-headed, belligerent, mean and violent, remorseless people. But, oh, it hurts that I have the comfort of knowing that death has no final victory over me. You too can find redemption. You can be born again. Born again? You idiot, you're dying! And then you'll just be dead! Forever! <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, I cannot believe how well this worked out. My eyes. My eyes grow weak. Heart slows down. Thornwick. Thornwick. I die not to save you, but to give you a chance to find salvation. We're gonna loot your body the moment it gets cold. Bob, don't taunt a dying man. Why not? Grex, why? Why would you commit yourself to oblivion for me? Because there was once a man who did the same for me. <laughs> and he'll do the same for you. Tell my dear Kaylin, that I love her, and the treasure, and the treasure's buried in the blair. Damn it! Right before we found out where the treasure was. Grex? Grex? Oh goodness, he—he's dead. The mighty Grex is dead. Wow! I 
I did not see that coming. Normally, they just run in circles and try to tunnel out with their bare hands until one of them keels over. Dude, today rocked. No. No, no, it didn't rock. Bob, a man just died to save you and... It's funny. No, it's tragic. But guess what, man? You think it was some selfless act? Deep down, this jerk was thinking about how great he was. All the way to the end, he got to be better than us. I mean, come on. You once helped an old lady find her cat, and you were high off of that feeling of self-righteousness for weeks. In the end, the mighty Grax got to do what he loved most. He got to feel better than the rest of us. He sacrificed himself for us, for idiots who have no business being down here. Oh, now you see the folly of your ways. Reality check, bub. If you hadn't committed yourself to this course of blatant self-destruction, he'd still be alive. You're the reason we're down here. You're the reason he's dead. Me? I'm just lucky to be alive, and I am thrilled. Plus, I got to watch a hero die in front of me, and that's always a good thing. It's not a good thing, Bob. He died to save you. He died to feel good. Wait a second. He, he's still breathing. Really? It's like... Hmm. He, he's in some kind of deep... Deep trance. But but feel it. His, his heart is still beating. It's faint, though. Now you begin to see. The poison is not fast-acting. It will take up to a year to kill him. Why so long? Because after a full year, it's legally not murder. Why do you care about that? My parole officer has made it clear that if I commit one more crime, I'm in big trouble. So he can be cured? <sighs> yes, legally I am obligated to tell you that Grax can be saved by finding the seven flowers atop the seven mountains of Aloria. But such a trip is grueling and deadly. You survive. Bob, we can still save him. Hooray. Cheer up, friend. We did it. We destroyed the dungeon, and we can save Greg's. Yeah. So about that, the dungeon won't actually self-destruct, per se. What? Yeah, I mean, I made a lot of noise about it being able to be destroyed, but I never really installed any kind of self-destruction capabilities in it. Well, that's a disappointment. The good news is that I am true to my word. I will blow up each level using my powerful magics, but only after everyone's been given half an hour to leave. Half an hour? How is that even close to being a cunning and daring escape? Sorry, that's my policy. Anyway, the exit's to your left. I hope you have enjoyed the Everlorn Dungeon of Pretty Rough Stuff. Two stars at best. Lackluster ending. Lackluster? Lackluster? I'll give you something, Lackluster. Ancient power of the brink! Give this world quick a quick! Everything's collapsing! <laughs> now that's more like it. Run! I can't carry Grax by myself. He's too heavy. Why are you trying to carry him at all? Because we can save him! Counterpoint, we leave him to die. Bob, he saved our lives. So? You really let a man die here? Alone? In a dungeon? Miles beneath the ground? In a split second, if he's a hero. Bob, we can't do this. But we can't keep fighting like this. Why not? 
Because it's not healthy. The only solution is for you to do my bidding without questioning it. That doesn't sound fair at all. The world around us is collapsing. Then use a spell to turn Grax into a grasshopper and we'll go. I don't have time to create a spell like that. Fine, fine. I'll grab him. Wow, he's heavy. All that solid muscle must really weigh him down. It's probably all that armor. Yeah, I got him. Come on, let's go. Quick, through this secret passage. Away! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of We're So Bad at Adventuring. If you want to access additional content or learn more about the world, please check out www.badadventurers.com. WSBA is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows like The DM's Block, Geek Wars, and more at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Sound effects provided by battlebards.com. Music and sound effects for any tabletop scenario.